0: Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. Whether you are at home, on the road, or at work, we hope you find this message encouraging and helpful for your life. You can watch other messages, just like this one, on our website at milestonechurch.com slash messages. All right, well, good morning and happy summer to everybody. So good to be with you this morning. Also wanna welcome those joining us online, those at our Haslett campus, those in McKinney. Can we put our hands together, welcome everybody that's joining us all over the place today. Also those of you in a video venue as well, thinking about you as well. We are in our series Summer at Milestone, and man, we have had an awesome summer. We have been growing and going at Milestone Church, kicked off with the doubleheader women's event. We had at all of our campuses. A lot of you ladies were a part of that. Then we had an incredible baptism weekend, and that was just an honor for me to baptize my father-in-law that weekend. Thank you for celebrating that uh, with me. Then we moved into middle school camp and 56 camp. We had, uh, just this last weekend, our largest Discovery 101 class um, of the year. And then yesterday, a team of missionaries from Milestone Church headed to Costa Rica, where they're starting ministry today in Jesus' name in Costa Rica. Pretty awesome. Along with, we got 460 high school students heading off to camp this week to have an encounter with God. So it's it's, it's moving around here, and behind all those numbers and activities, there's somebody praying, there's somebody giving, there's leaders serving, and so thank you, Milestone Church, for being a church Uh, that does go and that does grow. We've been talking about growing through this Summer Up Milestone series. Today, I'm gonna get really, really, really practical with you, maybe so practical that you may miss this. This is brushing your teeth, putting your shoes on type of stuff, so practical. But if you miss this, you may be a new believer, you may be still seeking out the things of God, you may be a seasoned believer, but for all of us, this what I'm gonna talk about today is so important. If you miss this, oh, mean, you're missing it. But if you get it, man, you get so much. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to two places. Matthew 16 and Acts chapter two uh, is where we're going. As you're heading there, just be reminded to pray for your pastor, Pastor Jeff, while he's on his study break. Um, I think that it's, a, it's something that we can partner with him this time off to hear from God and prepare for the coming seasons, to remember to be praying uh, for him. I was with him in the office last week. He was in. We've got a big project, big thing coming out this fall uh, for the church, and he was here with the team working on that. And Just remember, to be praying for uh, your pastor. He'll be back hosting services uh, next week. All right, the two places, Matthew 16 and Acts chapter two. Been teasing you what I'm gonna talk about today. Today I wanna talk to you about how, wants, how God wants to grow you through his church. Matthew 16, starting in verse 13. Says this, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, this is a region of extreme pagan worship, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades, or the gates of hell, will not overcome it. We're gonna come and unpack that here in just a moment. I grew up in the church. Um, my parents got saved and they didn't know a lot, they just knew to get us in church and get, get us there a lot. I mean, we went to Sunday school and then we went to Sunday service, then we went to Sunday lunch. Right? We went home and just to change, because we came back for Sunday night service and then maybe a committee meeting. <laughs> and then we went to like a Denny's or a Perkins for dinner, and then it stopped there because we came back on Wednesday. We came back on Wednesday, we came for Wednesday supper, before service, and Wednesday supper at my church was a rotation, we got meatloaf, spaghetti, lasagna. I mean, just you can just almost predict the pattern. It's running into eternity, I think it's still going. We would have a Sunday supper, and I loved it, and then we'd have our Sunday Wednesday night programming. Some of y'all may be part of that, some of you church nerds group in church like me, Awanas, or Royal Ambassadors, GAs, that's Girls in Action. And then the adults would have their Sunday service, the students would have their youth group also on Wednesday. And then we would have choir practice and deacons meetings and stuff on Wednesday. And then we do the whole thing. We were doing a lot of church. And when you're doing a lot of church, you gotta stay up to speed with all the goings on. And so we would have what's called a church bulletin. The announcement bulletin to keep you up to speed with all these activities. And along the course of time, as you're reading the bulletin, you'll find some bulletin bloopers. There's some typos, there's some things that maybe weren't communicating the intended message. And I gathered a few of these that I think are some of my favorites I wanna share with you today. The first church bulletin blooper is this one. Remember in prayer, the many who are sick of our church and community. (laughs) What about this one? This evening at 7 p.m. there will be a hymn singing in the the park across from the church. Bring a blanket and come prepared to sin. (laughs) Uh, Ladies, don't forget the rummage sale this Saturday. It's a chance to get rid of unnecessary items around the house. Bring your husbands. (laughs) Potluck supper, Sunday at 5 p.m. Prayer and medication to follow. (laughs) This is great, this one takes the cake. Here we go. Weight watchers will meet at 7 p.m. in the fellowship hall. Please use the large double doors at the side entrance. (laughs) Oh man, that's funny, that's funny. Church is funny, church can also be painful, because church is people. People are funny, people can also hurt, right? There might be some church hurt. But I've got such great memories growing up in the church. I remember you know, going to my parents' Sunday school class to steal the donuts, but also just watching them laugh together and pray together. Remember those Sunday school classes gathering up and just going to park days, and as families, we'd just hang out together, do cookouts, and play together at the parks. And I remember walking the halls of the church and just leaders that were just kind and would high-five you along the way, Sunday school teachers that would take the time to invest and invest and invest. Then I remember on the last night of Vacation Bible School going to the back room with Miss Kelly where she shared the gospel with me, and she led me to faith in Jesus, and I remember getting baptized in the church, and as God was transforming me, I remember sitting in the balcony watching as there'd be altar calls and decision moments, and other people would raise their hands to respond to the gospel. I remember how it just moved me as a kid to see people saying yes to Jesus, and in this environment, I remember gifts being developed, and people calling out things, and giving opportunity, and I remember being on a mission trip meeting where I would meet my wife, and I remember feeling called to ministry, and then in the church, my wife and I getting married with our friends, our church family surrounding us, and I remember moving here, and then we had kids of our own, and then we got to dedicate our kids in the church, and then our own kids growing up in an environment like this, they came to their faith in Christ, and our own kids were baptized, all of them here at Milestone Church, and now a couple of them there today, they're in Costa Rica, ministering down in Costa Rica, and I got one back here serving in the kids' church, and watching them grow up in this environment I'm so grateful for. You see, I want every single person, every single one of you, every single person in our community that's far from God, that doesn't even know a place like this exists to experience Jesus and all he has for him uh, through his church. So I want you to go back to Matthew verse 18. And I'm gonna unpack what Jesus was saying here. He says this, and I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. What this is saying is upon the revelation that Jesus is the Christ, this is the rock, upon the revelation that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, upon that revelation, as that revelation hits the hearts of men and women, upon that revelation, and that they receive that truth, that gospel message that it's Jesus Christ, he's the Messiah, the Son of God, who came to die for our sins. I couldn't earn it, I couldn't do it, I don't deserve it, but he did it for me. When I receive that, In that moment, that person becomes a son, a daughter of the Most High King. They become part of his church upon that revelation. What can we learn from what Jesus is saying here? Number first thing we learn is that the church is the people. The church is the people. The church is the people. Jesus is literally saying, I will build my people and the gates of hell will not prevail against them. See, the word in the Greek there is ekklesia. Ecclesia, in the Greek, the original language the Bible was written in, the New Testament was written in, it's a gathering of people united by a common identity and purpose. Too often, though, when people associate church, they think place, not people. And it makes sense because the people gathering usually gather at a consistent place, and so it's easy to denote the people as the place, but really, it's the people. What happened in the early translations of the Bible is this very same thing. They're translating the Bible, but the church began to grow and they began to meet consistently in consistent places. And so when they translated the Greek into the Latin, it went from ecclesia to basilica, which meant more of a location. And then when they translated from German, from the Latin, basilica then was translated as kirch, which again was a location, a building. And then we translated the English from the kirch to church. We have the word we have for church. And so it was a bad game of translation telephone that took it from a gathering of people to a structure. If you've ever played telephone before, right? You start at one end, you kind of whisper something, right? Ecclesia. okay. It's a gathering of people united by shared purpose and identity, okay. Okay, what is it? It's a beautiful building of architecture and stained glass windows. <laughs> and I was like, it just got off. Right? And so the church, it's the people. Second thing Jesus is saying here is that Jesus is building his church. He said, I will build my church. He's gonna build a gathering of people united in this identity and this purpose, carrying out his mission in the earth. Milestone Church is just part of this bigger church, this universal church, the same way our Milky Way galaxy is just part of this bigger universe. Milestone Church is just a piece of this church that Jesus is building that's throughout time and across the world, the church. And it's so important we're part of one of these local expressions of a church because when we get saved, get filled by his Holy Spirit, we get placed into a family. We don't get saved and left on our own. Jesus had a better plan than that. He was gonna build wiser than that. We need a place to learn the scriptures, a place to get discipled, to carry each other's burdens, to pray for one another to give to one another, to give back to our community, a place to use our gifts, to serve one another, to be cared for, a place to build relationships and support structures for us, for our families, a place to rally together and spur one another on to good works, a place to anchor yourself, your family, to truth, to God's word. This is even more and more vital. Jesus is building his church. Third thing we see here is that the church is unstoppable. Jesus says, the gates of Hades will not overcome it. The church is advancing, the church is taking ground for 2,000 years now. It's been growing, it's been building. The gates of hell will not overcome it. See, a gate's a defensive weapon, not an offensive weapon. Nobody's ever come at you with a gate, right? But we are knocking gates down in Jesus' name. You think about 2,000 years of the church that Jesus is building, and it is growing well, and it's the power of Jesus in his people in the church that is just an expression of God's intention to build his church. And it's beautiful when you see it. It's beautiful when you see Jesus in his church. You see what he's doing. of a Milestone Church that it's not just the worship, not just the preaching, but we see Jesus in you. Just a few weeks ago, I was walking out, and I just saw something. Whenever I see this, I always just pull out a picture and snap, it might be some you know privacy rights or something, but I took this picture, I let the lady know. I took this picture, these two ladies praying together over here. I thought, I see Jesus in that. Right, that's how he's gonna build his church. That's how you push back the gates of darkness, right? You join each other in faith and prayer, and yes, powerful stuff happens from the stage in worship and prayer, but man, I just love seeing Jesus in his church in the people. Yeah. Ministry in the seats. I love seeing ministry in the seats. All right, let's go to the other passage that I wanted you to turn to, because just like the picture I just showed you, them praying together, it comes from a blueprint. It comes from a design in Scripture that we're building after. In Acts 2, verse 42, it says they devoted themselves. They're all in. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need every day. They continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I love this passage. You see this them devoted themselves, everyone, all the believers together, meeting together, in their homes, enjoying the favor. You just see this beautiful picture. It's just like a a picture, painting, in words, this beautiful design that Jesus is building of his church. And I think too often when people see this or read this passage or think of this, it's, it's just kind of more nostalgic. It's just kind of, yeah, that was nice then. You know, that's, a, that's, a, that's the bygone era, that's the church origins, but man, it's just not the way it is anymore. They kind of give up on this. They give up on the sentiments that these passages that they just pull at. I wanna tell you that it's as much today, alive and well and in proper function as it was in the original design and even more so. And to see that, I wanna call out a couple of things that the church is designed to help you to grow. First off, we grow when we gather. We grow when we gather. We grow just by coming together. I love verse 42, it says they devoted themselves. They were devoted to coming together for prayer, for worship, for communion. They were devoted to it. I'm better today just being here with you. I met a lady last night, she flew in from San Diego and she watches online, she's part of our online campus, but she flew in, she wanted to be here live and she just cried through the whole service and was still crying afterwards. Cause There's just something when we gather It's just something special when we gather. It's by being here. Again, just being at church won't save you any more than being at a doctor's office is gonna make you well, but you're in the right spot. Right, if you have goals to gain weight or gain muscle or lose weight, going to the gym is not gonna make you any lighter or stronger, but being there, being committed to be there, being devoted, okay, I'm gonna get dressed and I'm gonna go to the gym. Over time. Not every, every week, not every day, but over time, you will begin to grow. You'll hear that gospel over and over again. You say, okay, it's finally clicking, finally making sense. And then your heart responds to that. We're even gonna get discipled and grow, right? Just gathering together, we grow. We need this as an anchor more than ever to be anchored to the gathering of the believers where we're taught the truth of God's word. It's a place where we can shut off noise and be able to just be in the presence of God for a little bit, a place where you're surrounded by people who love you and relationships that can anchor you and support you throughout the week. And and it's a place where generations are imparting wisdom and faith from one generation to the next. We grow as we gather. I heard a gentleman once say that his goal was that his kids never have to say, Dad, are we going to church this weekend? that's pretty, that's pretty deep. (laughs) That they would always know that it's a priority in their home. And so whatever level of devotion you have to gathering with believers, I would encourage you to just take it up one notch. So maybe you watch online, I'd encourage you to get engaged in the chat. Maybe you watch online but you're near one of our campuses to check out one of the campuses. Maybe you come here at Milestone Church sporadically, make it consistently. Maybe you come once a month, make it twice a month. Maybe you come consistently, join a small group. Maybe you're in a group, start to serve. Whatever level of devotion it is, just one notch, and you will grow at that level. Number two, we grow when we're connected. We grow when we're connected. Verse 46 says, every day they continue to meet together. That's a little much for me personally. <laughs> I got your number, text, right? You know, Every day, Whew. okay, Jesus, you surely, there's something in the context here. What's the translation of every day? Once a week, I think so. But uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so every day, wow. I think what it's pointing out here is that they were friends, they were doing life together. My friends are my friends every day. My spiritual family is my family every day. They were, their lives were integrated, they were in real relationships, they had those real friendships, and man, we all desire that. Having great friends, it's not easy. I'm talking friends you'd wanna go on vacation with. That just narrows it down, doesn't it? I'm talking the real friend. We all desire that, we all want that. That's what we see in this scripture here, and that's what we're drawn to. Man, that feels so good, I want that. Because we don't like being on the outside, we don't being ostracized, alone, disconnected. I know those feelings also growing up. I moved a lot growing up. I went to two different middle schools, three different high schools, and every one of these new schools, you have a new lunchroom cafeteria. That's the scariest place on the planet for a new kid in a new school. Those of you who don't know this, man, Just you come into these established tribes, and you're in the line, and you're looking around, and you look at these tables, and you've got the theater kids, you've got the athletes, the jocks over here, you've got some troublemakers back there, you've got a hodgepodge group, you've got student council, and you're just trying, you've got your tray, and you're like deciding your future, right? You're like, <laughs> what am I going to do with my life, you know? It's like... And you make your move and you go to sit and it's scary and you and you I've learned always go for two open chairs. If it's one chair, it's always take it. Go for two, there's a chance. But I just hope that one of those schools, one of those moves, one of those times that there'd be a group of people that were looking up and being like, hey, new kid. Hey, come. Here, sit with us. It never happened. But I've committed a lot of my life to being part of a connected group of gathering and but looking up and saying, hey, come sit with us. Just last week, I was a part of a small group. I got invited to a small group to come just be with these men and they wanted me to come and so I, I went and I sat next to this guy and I said, hey, tell me how'd you get plugged into this group and how long you been coming? His name was Mason and he said, well, I've been coming to Milestone just for a few weeks, but I came and I was sitting by myself and this guy Ross, he came up to me and introduced himself. And he just said, hey, what's your name, man, what you doing? He's like, I'm from Washington, just moved here. I'm a pilot, I don't know anybody, I'm here. And Ross said, hey, man, why don't you come sit with us? And then stop there, he said, hey, you know what? I got a group of guys that I gather with every week. Why don't you come and join us? So then Ross invites Mason. I love the fact that we got a lot of people like Ross in our church that do have an established group of people. They got their table, but then they're saying, hey, why don't you come? Why don't you come sit with us? I don't want anybody here to feel disconnected. And so, if that's you today, I want to tell you if you feel disconnected, if you feel feel like you're sitting by yourself, metaphorically or actually, all you got to do is tell somebody. I mean, you can even take the risk of telling the person beside you, hey, I'm new around here. Are you in a small group? How would I get connected? Can you introduce me to somebody that I might hang out with? Or you tell one of our staff, our info center, you tell our prayer team down here at the end of the service, our whole team, everybody here is looking to help you get connected. We also have a growth track, 101, 201, 301. You'll hear us talk more and more about it. You take those steps, our goal is to help connect you with Jesus, but also then to his church, to his spiritual family, so have those relationships in your life, and so 101, 201, 301, we do it every single month. Maybe you've done that, but you're not in a small group. Next month, we're launching small groups. We're gonna have hundreds of small groups that you can be a part of groups, just like the group picture I just showed you, a group for you, and then if you are connected, if you do have the group, if you do have the friends, what I'm asking you to do is this. Have your eyes up, looking out, spirit-led. Every service you come to be thinking, all right, God, who's new? Who do you want me to see today? Who's sitting by themselves? Who's coming in? Who can I say, hey, come and sit with us? And as you do that, I promise you're gonna grow. Number three, we grow as we go. We grow as we go. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. Verse 47, they're growing. They're growing as they're part of the spiritual community and it was so life-changing for them, they couldn't keep it to themselves and they were sharing it with their neighbors and their friends and they're saying, hey, come on, come, you gotta be a part of this. You see, this amazing gathering, this amazing thing called the church is not exclusive. In fact, it's the opposite. You see, we are called to worship but also we are commissioned to go, the great commission to go and to make disciples. All right, we're to go, we're to gather, but then we are to go. I picture that first century church gathering, of loving, serving, sharing, and then people just walking in thinking, what is this? This is amazing. Because it answered questions to that longing of people's heart to know Jesus, be reconciled to him, but then be placed in a family. For Those of you who are 40 or over, you know the sentiments of a song that was written for a sitcom in the 80s called Cheers. Making your way in the world today, it takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name, and they're always glad you came. You wanna be where you can see. Our troubles are all the same. You wanna be where everybody knows your name. See that sentiment is right. The solution was wrong. <laughs> Those of you who don't know, Cheers was a bar. Uh, <laughs> I love. There's a place though that somebody can walk in, and they're always. We're always gonna be glad you're here. Somebody's gonna know your name, invite you in. Not long ago, I was in at a restaurant down the road here, and I walked up to the counter to order, and this uh, young girl, her name was Carly, I learned later, she just, just stopped, and just abruptly, when I went to order, she goes, I know who you are, I see you on stage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, okay, my name's Steve, and she's, I know, I know. What do you want? I'll take the number three. Uh, I don't, you know, I, uh, there was a long line behind me, so I was like, you know, okay, okay. She's just not wanting to chat now. And uh, so I went and sat and ate and the line died down and I went back up. And I said, now Carly, tell me now, you've been coming to Milestone? And she's like, yeah. She's like, I live with my aunt and uncle. My parents are on drugs, so I live with my aunt and uncle. and My aunt and uncle, they're a mess too, but we're all a mess, but we've been coming. It's the only place I feel good. She's like, I walk in, people smile. They're nice to me. Really? Just talk with Carly for a little bit. and I got in my car and I'm driving home. And I remember just kind of replaying her words. It's the only place I feel good. Remember, it's like the Holy Spirit, as God said. It's the only place she feels God. It's the only place she feels the goodness of God in her life when we do smile and greet her, engage her, invite her in, where the presence of God is irresistible, and it's the only place that she feels God. And I pray, and I've tried to find Carly, that the goodness of God draws her repentance. It's the goodness of God continues to just draw draw her into an environment like this, and her family can get changed, and. But as I was thinking about that, I also started thinking about this question, which I wanna pose to you. For Carly and for her family and all of our campuses, I want you to really think about this question. Where else would they go? Where else would they go to find the help they need? Where else would they go to be reconciled to Jesus? Where else would they go to find people that love and accept them without condition? They're gonna walk with them through their pain. Where else? But then they don't all just come. So who else would go to them? The answer is the church. You see, Jesus knows what he's doing. There is no other solution. There is no other plan. It's plan A. He's building his church. He uses us. And so they don't all just frequent our locations in Haslett, McKinney, or here in Keldo. They don't drive by and see our buildings, our structures, and think, man, that is some loving landscape. Man, that facility looks so kind. I would love to go just sit in that building. They don't think that. They don't, they don't know there's a people that gather in these places that have been changed by the love of Christ and we love because he first loved us and all they have to do is pull on the parking lot. It's gonna begin a process of them feeling the kindness and the goodness of God. It's gonna slowly draw them into the good news of Jesus. They don't know that, but when we go and invite them, when they come, they do. We grow as we go. So this weekend at all of our campuses, we got a real practical tool to help as we go, as we be the church gathered and then we be the church scattered, as we be the church beyond the walls, as we go like a big anthill just being stirred up across our community, we're gonna go and give some free samples of the goodness of God, of his kindness, of his love for our community. And so we have these acts of kindness cards at all the campuses and this tool is, is just to make it easy for you. It's kind to take out the words and some of the awkwardness. No, it's still awkward, don't get me wrong. But to give you this card where you take this card and you compliment it with a gift card or you buy somebody's coffee in line behind you or you buy somebody's meal at the drive-through or you pick up somebody's tab at the table sitting across from the restaurant, and say, oh, we're just gonna get their dinner, hey, we'll pay for it, we'll give you a good tip, but just give them this card. Last night after a service, I was getting texts from people already just stepping out, <laughs> doing this. And it is a stepping out thing. Again, you grow as you go. For some of you, this you're gonna feel growth. This is like bungee jumping, skydiving, cliff diving, like this is, you're gonna be scared to death. Okay, I'm gonna buy the coffee for the car behind me. Okay, oh, okay, you, your heart will be raised, not this one, maybe not this one, next one, the next time, next time I'll do it, next time I'll do it. <laughs> Holy Spirit's like, nope, them, okay. All right, and then you get up there and you start, you know, I'm gonna buy the, 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 you know, you can talk, and you're gonna grow, because you're gonna hear the prompting of the Holy Spirit, you're gonna step out in obedience, and God's gonna meet you there. Never underestimate the power of a small act of kindness done in Jesus' name. I got story after story. People last night also tell me how they came to Milestone Church was because of one of you doing this for them. And so we grow as we gather, we grow and we get connected, and we grow as we go. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your beautiful design of the church and that you've adopted us in to be part of this family. And if there's anybody here today that does not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you've not yet been joined to his church because you've not yet joined Jesus. That same revelation Peter had, you can have it today. If Jesus is the Christ, he is the son of the living God, and he came to die for your sins. And so if you just confess that you are a sinner and that you believe that he died in your place, you want to make him now the lord of your life make him the boss turn the wheel over to him you can invite him in in the quietness of your heart and pray but all of heaven celebrates and erupts in joy over this decision you're making and for all of us here i pray that as we go and god we would be a light in the darkness that we would go out from here and you would open our eyes to our community to how we can love and serve and just represent this, your heart for them through acts of kindness. I pray for each person here that it's clear this week as they grab one of these cards that you would also uh, drop in their heart an idea that's from you of how they can sow this kindness into someone's life, Jesus, in your name, and they'd be drawn to you, drawn to your church, and their life be transformed. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your church. In Jesus' name, amen.